0: Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This is your host, Matthew Whitaker. Uh, with me, as always, is the hmm, the masked madman to my Arkham Asylum. I don't know. I got nothing there. How's it going, Lee?
1: Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today?
0: Well, it actually is a holiday. Because we're recording this on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you for once. I never even mm-hmm. thought of that. Also with me, if you couldn't hear from the trinkling giggle, is my dear Jana Rumberger. Hello. So, um, this is uh, different for us because we usually you know, review crap that came around in the 90s and 80s and 70s sometimes, but this is a brand new movie, uh, Joker, if you didn't get it from my Arkham Asylum reference. And usually I say somebody brought the movie. I think we all just agreed. Well, Lee and I agreed. Holy shit, we gotta talk about Joker because we both love Joker. And the newly initiated is Jana. So, yes. So Lee, I'm just going to let you gush for a minute. Why don't you tell me what you think of it?
1: Uh, well, I it's very clearly made up in the 1970s uh, when all the crime and budget cuts were coming along. And as I I've seen it an ungodly amount of times already. Um, so as I as I go through it, I I thought to myself today, I was like, you know. It did two things at once it it both like slated our thirst for a good d c u movie you know ever since the nolan Batmans where and we've watched Marvel pick up their franchise and just make it golden and you just kind of go, well, uh when's d c gonna show up and they've kind of right. it seems like it seems like the engine's kind of turning over, but it hasn't really kicked over all the way. And then, bam! Joker comes along and makes like a billion (laughs) dollars, and it's rated R. And then, uh, on the other side, I think it because it—if you had just taken away the Joker iconography, this is just a really great psychological thriller. And it just at the end of the day, I think this was a movie that the script had. It not been adapted to the Joker, it probably wouldn't have been shown to so many people. So many people would not have got to see this story that. Unfolds as we watch this character that's really not a good person and a victim in every which in every which way become a a violent maniacal person and it's just uh, I and it's just so weird that uh, that they can make him so like sympathetic even though he's really a monster at the end and it was just it just I mean when I watched that movie. Uh, Uh, We both just left the theater like, holy shit, it was amazing and blown away at the story they had told. So that's my that's my gushing.
0: All right. Well, when I first um, even heard of it, I'm like, they're making a dark rated R version of a Joker movie with Walking Phoenix. I was like, I know it's going to fail. This is going to be the stupidest fucking thing in the world. I mean, who wants to see that? And I kept seeing his stupid face and stuff. And I was like, so I wasn't jazzed at all going in. I was going in because, frankly, I know Lee you love the Joker's character more than anyone I know. You've been talking about the Joker since we first met playing Grand Theft Auto. You were wearing stupid clown makeup as your character. And I was just like, fuck, who gives a shit about the Joker? And, you know, you've you've helped me over time. You've softened it. So I'm like, yeah, the Joker's pretty cool. And there's a lot of shit I didn't see. Like I always thought of like the 70s Joker. And I really didn't give a crap about um, Jack Nicholson's portrayal and um, everyone loved uh, Dead Guy's portrayal, and I was always like, eh, whatever. And I think it was the closest to like a real person we've ever gotten yet, because all the other ones were kind of dumb. But this was it. This was the... I saw the transformation. I was like, shit, that is how... Because it, it never made sense to me. Oh, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's jokey. <laughs>
2: it's
0: like, what? <laughs> like, like, I'd rather have like... I'd rather be Machine Gun Matthew and just blow people away with my awesome Tommy Gun, but yeah that was like the joker but yeah no this joker this was the fucking joker that is a guy and the, the, the fact that they put in so many simple things like his laughing and that, that idea that he's just constantly miserable like he says it I've never had a happy thought in my life and there's that that joy thing that keeps going back and forth that he's never joyous and nobody is that place is a fucking mess it was beautiful all right. Newly yeah. initiated.
2: Jana. <laughs> newly initiated. By that, he means I don't really, I haven't really paid attention to any of this up to this point. Yeah. Did you um, see the,
0: was it Dark Knight Rises that had Heath Ledger's Joker? Yes. When
2: yeah. we did the super Christopher Nolan oh, we weekend did. where we watched, I think, all but one of Christopher <laughs> yeah, Nolan's movies following. in a weekend, Um, we, we watched that. And... You know, I I completely forgot about it until you were just talking about it and how those characters connect. Um, I think it was a really interesting movie in a lot of ways. I don't... It's hard for me to have... There's like this movie that's set in this uh, fictional world with these fictional characters alongside this reality of a moment in time and the reality of mental illness and the reality of this person's situation and the way that those kept going back and forth, I found intriguing. I think it was well done, but it also kind of fucked with me emotionally. So I'm kind of sitting in between all of those things as I think about the movie and the way that the story of this individual and his path and unrolled or unraveled i guess over the course of the film
0: yeah i'd like to throw uh throw out that this movie was directed by the guy who directed the hangover hangover two <laughs> hangover three starsky and hutch seriously <laughs> like, yeah this dude I mean, I have no respect for him at all. He did road trip and old school to comedy. He com- did this movie. Yeah, he did this movie. This was like it just goes to show he must be a real fucking comic book geek in his heart. He was doing all these jackoff movies where you know, naked Asians, and suddenly he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do a serious version of the Joker.
1: Yeah, let's do it." Whoa! Well,
0: well, I know. Well, it, it
1: is I, one of the things I remember about the hangover is It was like it was kind of gritty. You the know? first in Hangover way-
0: was really good. It was a funny story. It was all well put together. But the fact that this guy got on the hook to do two and three, I mean, by number three, you're like, oh, not again. Like, this time it's his dog that gets amnesia, and they're just, like, walking the dog around, having him smell butts or something. What?
1: what? (laughs) I know, right? So, you know, he's got to – I mean, come on. Wouldn't you sell out if the money was there? I would sell out. That's what happened.
0: Right away, he did Road Trip, and uh, that was that one with – I had somebody shitty in it. I know it had Tom, Tom Green. Green. Yeah. I was yeah. going to
2: say, all I could think it was Tom <laughs> and Green. And Sean
0: William Scott and Amy Smart. So he got that, and he's like, okay, if I just make trash movies, people are going to you know, like that. And then he got to get into old school with uh, with my homie. And, yeah, um, there it is. Anyway, good fucking job, um, Todd Phillips. You are my hero. Damn. Make, make better movies like this one, and we'll love you forever. I forgive you for Hangover 3. Wow. Okay, because he's the Joker master here, um, Leroy, you get to have your first favorite scene. You get to pick from the bucket. You get to go second, Jenna, and then I'll go But let Lee grab his favorite Joker moment.
1: Hmm. So it's the – he had been accosted on the subway, ended Mm -hmm. up murdering his assailants uh, with the, the revolver. Uh, he escapes the subway, and you can kind of feel that like that adrenaline pounding. You're kind of on the edge of your seat. Hell the yeah, way you good? And uh, and then he gets into the bathroom. He shuts the door behind him, and he's in his clown outfit. And it's like it reminded me of those confessions from serial killers, where hmm. when they they kill somebody for the first time, and it's they didn't intend to, and then they get like a really big high out of it. And here's this guy who has said he's he's always sad, always miserable as long as he can remember and he he never feels any joy and he's always trying to make people smile to like, you know, see if he can get some of that joy and and then he sits into the mirror and it's it, it I mean, in out of context it's it yeah. may be kinda like tacky or corny, but he just starts like dancing to uh, a serenade in his head and he's just mm. transformed as, and transfixed into like a moment of real elation. And that's where I was like, uh-oh, he's yeah. got it in, the, he's it got really it in his
0: system. He was like joyous. That dance, yeah. I love the dance, it's creepy. Yes,
1: yeah. and then from that point on, he's like a different man.
0: Yeah. I never thought about that. Um, you know, obviously that power of having the gun. But yeah, um, cool.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out whether Lee took my scene or because he technically started after my scene, it can still be my scene. Do it. It's your scene, Janet. Because it, it really, for me, it was when, and I can't believe this is my favorite scene. Oh, it was so good. But, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> These three guys are complete douchebags. And any woman has... I mean, Matthew and I have had this conversation so many times that it's it's just fascinating to me how many guys don't get how hard it is to be a woman traveling by herself at night. It's just... It's always going to be scary. Even if not at night. Like, I've had at least, like, a few, you know, kind of stalker-ish men in my world or you know one time i was walking around savannah and i'd been walking by myself for a good hour and a half and i was looking in the gate of some house and some guy came up behind me and he's like yeah i've been following you for the last half hour i just wanted to tell you you're pretty how i mean it's scary it's scary
0: and he definitely would have raped that woman
2: Absolutely. He have
0: started to have his uncontrollable laughing.
2: well, and so she took that as her cue and pieced out, so good for her, but that kind of guy is I mean, that kind of guy is omnipresent in mm. women's worlds, especially He's if gross. you're a woman that is independent and lives by yourself, especially if you're a woman living in the city. And I also like it was kind of amazing how quickly everything just shifted. The minute he shot the first one, that was just like a, oh, it was like everything woke up in that moment. Like he wasn't just this. He, he wasn't, he a, was victim. Like, he wasn't a victim. He wasn't. Yeah, and, and he just was like, oh, yeah, I've got this thing. It wasn't. It was interesting because the way that he played it, it wasn't. You know, sometimes the first time you see someone like shooting a gun or a person in one of these movies, it's like. You can see that somebody told them they needed to have a moment of reckoning before they did it. Or it has to go slow-mo before it happens. And with him, it was just like, oh, yeah, here's this thing. Boom. And, and suddenly everything just, like, flipped and was very satisfying.
0: The cool thing about that is the way um, it happened at the moment that those New York trains lose their light for a minute.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: it was like, fuck,
1: it gave me chills. Yeah, like it was just black brilliant.
0: all of a sudden for a second, and then suddenly yeah. that dude was totally
1: shot. Dead. And then you, and you hear like, the what? roar of the revolver, and you're like, "Yes, get him!" Yeah. And then at the same time, I mean, on top of that, like, I mean, come on, those guys were just not only were they totally trying to assaulting that woman and th- and then throwing fries at her and being total cunts, but then like the guy, he's he's like he's even though he's going into the uncontrollable laughter, like it's like they're total sociopaths. They like immediately go into like this mode where they're gonna like beat the shit out of this guy for no good reason they could could have murdered him yeah Yeah. for no good reason and for no good reason and at the end of the day it was like it was kind of one of those like um Quentin Tarantino moments where he they just made the bad guys extra like no one could like these people so you could and then and then at the same time, you don't really feel bad for them because you've got to see these really villainous people. But at the same time, they're made martyrs by this establishment because of who they were.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, OK, well, you guys didn't steal mine and you probably both, both know what it is. Oh. Um, it's the moment we think he's going to he's on Murray's show and we think he's going to shoot himself and he lining up the jokes, but he's getting more and more mad. Because, like, he's finally come out and he's like, I have nothing to lose. I've totally murdered those guys. I would have liked it more if he would have been like, like, why? These innocent men. They would have been – but he kind of did. He just said, you're all garbage. You're all pieces of shit. But then, yeah, when he he yells it, you know, he's like, when you cross – I don't know the exact quote, and you you might. But it's pretty much if you throw somebody into this society, somebody that's mentally impaired – you get what you deserve. And right at that moment, just it surprised everybody. I know it did. I mean, I remember being in the theater the first time. I was like, what the fuck? And just, bam, his brains were on the wall and he just sat back so nonchalantly. Like, it was just hilarious. And then I thought maybe he was going to kill the other people too, but he, that wasn't the point. So he got up and he fired another round into Murray just for fun. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, he's, you... Yeah, that was that was the best. Uh, I really, uh, the, the whole scene, um, and I don't want to steal from you guys, but the fact that he started doing that same creepy dance before he came out on the stage, and one of the stagehands turned around and was just looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> Finally, the curtains open, And the neatest thing for me uh, to f- start that scene is it went to looking at it on an old television as he snuck out from behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So there was something lynchy and creepy about it. It mm-hmm. made me happy, yeah.
1: I love the that way that absolutely.
2: was shot. Yeah, clever. Yeah, that was going to be my scene if I couldn't use my <laughs> scene. Because that was... I mean, you could tell how nervous I was before... I knew something was going to happen. I but I thought he was going to do something to himself. She was which is so to, crazy that I was going to gonna think her. that. Because yeah. he literally already killed his mom like NBD. So I can't believe that I thought that something else was going to happen. Like that he was going to hurt himself and why was I worried that he was going to hurt himself? Like, but that was, that was the impulse in that moment. And then it was just like, oh, oh, well, okay.
0: He was thinking of cleaning up his life and getting rid of himself until he realized the world is my oyster.
1: Hmm. Another thing was, is like, they're, it's, they're having like these funny remarks and everyone's smiling and they have that. (laughs) eerie stinger music uh, it's like it's like pulling you another way and so it's like they're kind of warning you that hey we're going to get to a crescendo of events but at the same time like they're all just having a great time and everybody's Mm -hmm. laughing at him and you're just like whoa wait a minute and then he had rehearsed everything you know uh, beforehand so you just knew he was going to blow his brains out until he blew out the brains of uh our good buddy robert de niro and taught him a lesson.
0: Yeah, as Jana pointed out to me, uh, that other dude over there made a perfect Ed McBain. He kept doing the oh, oh, little guffaw that he would <laughs> mm-hmm. do.
2: He was the non Ed.
1: Ed. Yeah, I loved it. All right, well, um, full circle back to you, Leroy. Oh, I get another one. Oh, okay, cool. It's just, it's great. It's the other. It, like the violence in this movie is really grotesque and gritty and raw. And you know the uh, the one clown he had. Uh, basically, gotten you know, our man fired and helped ruin his life in a sense. And uh, he had come over with the British guy, and the British guy was the only one who was nice to him because he got teased for you know his height and whatnot. And
2: so yeah, you can they, say
1: little person, so people. Know. I don't. Yeah. I know. I'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> not like he say seemed that. normal size to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no. not
0: a, I'm not one of those people that sees people in different sizes. He's
1: he's he looked like someone only smaller. He was like and, uh, just British, is what I noticed first yeah, about him. Yeah. Second, yeah, he's that he was smaller than. Yeah. His accent. I, I thought he had a funny little
2: him. mustache.
1: And uh, so they come over, and you know the 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 British guy is just like he's there with a the bottle because the guy's mom died. But the other guy, he's there because the cops are sniffing around for the murder, and you know they're hot on the trail. And uh, he's and so we find out that you know. And it's implied that our man had implicated the dickhead clown. So out of nowhere, he just at some point just accosts him, stabs him in the throat, and then I think he stabs him in the eye, and then no, yeah, like hits
0: him in the carotid artery and then right into the eyeball.
1: And it, and it looks it looks really visceral because like real physical violence is is like a laborous act, you know. And then like he just takes his head. And he just starts slamming it into like the wall, the corner of the wall, and it's just like b. It's just you just the sound effects are so good. You just you could just hear the 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 flesh being like just battered, and he's just pounding away, pounding yeah. away. And then the in the background, the other guy's like, "Oh my!" He's like freaking out. <laughs> he does he such a good shit. job. Cause what would you do? You would freak the fuck out if that just happened. Especially when fucking Joaquin Phoenix is three times your size. And so and so then he's like Uh-oh. he he gets done and he's having his cathartic moment, you know, he's getting his release and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, Yeah, no, no, you're okay. And then it's just just beautiful how they do this. Like, so he he goes, he, the British guy goes, but he can't reach the the final lock. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, by the way, could you could you get that lock for me?" And it's just like, "Oh my god!" And then he's like, he, he and then he closes the door on him real quick, and he's like, "You were the only person who was ever nice to me." Kisses him on his head and lets him out. I was like, oh my god. I was just, that was brilliant. Like, you can't... Although I
0: also love that he oogie-boogied him while he was walking oh, by. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's gone.
2: <laughs> That was terrible. That was terrible. The whole that hurt setup. my heart, but I get it. The whole it was... setup
0: to that scene was really good. Him painting himself, and they come in, and they're like, oh, you had a new gig? And he's like, nope. He's like, oh, you must be going to the protest. And then it starts to dawn on them. There's a great line in your scene, Lee. Where he's perfectly, his face is perfectly white, and he's sort of hunched over his body, and his hair is kind of hanging down, so he looks fucking nuts. And he says, "I'm off my medication, so I'm okay now." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, they walked into the wrong apartment."
2: Well, the weird thing was is. He put the scissors in his pocket like he knew. Oh, someone's at the door. I might have to do a little bit more killing. Absolutely. Like NBD. It was that he was, was expecting to kill the cops. Tough. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Been yeah. He knew they were coming day. over. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, when they get here again, I'm going to invite them in, and I'm going to stab the mm-hmm. shit out of a couple cops. Right. Nice. All right, Jenna, you're up.
2: Oh, yes, I am. Um. Well, speaking of the cops, my next favorite <laughs> scene was uh was the train scene. He'd he'd spent all that time primping and they like there was just something very beautiful about once it got into the train, the dance back and forth and all of the clowns. Like that imagery was fucking intense. Like it just it was so multi layered and that he kept It's so weird, because it was like, he got cannier as the movie unfolded. And I don't, it's, it's like, was he hazy with some of that medication? Was there anyone to even assess whether he was anyway? But there were just things that he, like, thought to do that I'm like, would he have thought to do that? Would he? But I just, it was... I just with the the how I'm doing a really good job with talking right now, you guys, mm-hmm. I'm doing a really good job with talking um I just felt like you know there's that moment where the cop like accidentally takes out this other guy. But the guy behind him thinks that it's him yeah. and so it turns it like it turns into a brawl and he's just it's like he was a conductor and we don't know all why. these people in the yeah. train are instruments, whether they're wearing a clown mask or not. It's just everyone's an instrument in this weird theater of his mind. And you can't ever tell whether things are it's so hard to tell in this movie whether things are actually happening or if they're happening in his mind. And there's multiple moments where things kind of rewind. But in that moment, even though it felt very crafted, you knew that was actually happening in that moment.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just I think throughout the movie yeah. like what you to that point, he um he uh, he always laughs when he's not actually finding something funny. But I so in that that said, and I'm not talking about his issue laughing like uh, at one of the parts when they make fun of the midget and they're like do you just call it regular golf not miniature golf <laughs> Yeah, and he just funny. goes She's <laughs> <laughs> so he's walking down the hallway but then his face goes stops. straight to blank again yeah. yeah yeah. and he did that in the comedy club what he, what he he doesn't understand what's funny and which I think is a really good point in the scene I brought up he mentions that he's like isn't it subjective I think it's funny like what he really thinks is funny is killing those guys on the subway that was fucking hilarious because they suck and you know justice right. But the rest of it, he didn't find humor in anything. Yeah. Them making fun of him the whole time, you know, as he's sitting there. Oh, you had to look in your book for that knock-knock joke? And he's like, I just want it to be perfect. <laughs>
2: That's a good point. God. What's your fa- next favorite scene, Matthew? Okay,
0: you guys will love this one because, you know, it's just so unexpected. It's when, uh, day after the murders, he comes in to clear out his locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already laughing. Um, and he grabs his shit and the... The big dude, that's when he he's saying something to him, and that's when um, he sells him out. He's like, wait, didn't you, like, you gave me that gun, and uh, yeah, I need to pay you back for that still. But it was really great. He says something to him like he's going to try to beat him up, and it doesn't really matter, but it was the punch-out part. He starts to walk <laughs> down the hallway. He, like, honks at the guy. He starts to walk down the hallway. He comes back, and he's just like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot to punch out. And he starts, I mean, it would hurt so badly, but he just fucking punches this time <laughs> clock as hard as he can like seven times until it falls off the wall <laughs> and then as he leaves he's walking down and it says don't forget to smile and he just he uses a, a sharpie and he just gets rid of it so it says don't smile yeah
2: yeah and then the i love that when the door opened it went to white yeah it wasn't like there was just a little bit of light that came in every it just it was like a light at the end of the tunnel white it yeah. felt very he
0: was no longer meek and that was the, the best way out the door that was awesome. What did
1: I tell you before? Before this movie came out, it, I just based on the trailer like it's going to be the story of how a lamb becomes a lion, you know? Yeah. That just the way the trailer was, and that's exact. That's the moment where like he's just so re- it's like it's like he had sex for the first time or something. He's like so loose and nonchalant, and he's starting to really speak his mind and not be passive and and just take one on the chin. And then when it, and the other thing is is like. That fucking thing is like steel. It's an old school, like nineteen fifties looking thing. Like back when shit was made tall. out of metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't made by no Chinaman in a plastics factory. This is steel. And uh, when he's just beating on it, I'm like, damn, dude. And it, and and it, and they do it so perfectly because it. At first, it doesn't budge, but by the midway through of the beating, it's like starting to give way. I was like, oh my god, that's. It's so this movie's so visceral.
0: Yeah, he has those moments of rage um, in the alleyway when he gets fired and stuff. It's just, it's amazing. Did you ever see the movie? um, Let me make sure I get the name straight. Probably not. I don't know how many people did. Um, It's called You Were Never Really Here. If you remember Walking Phoenix, he sort of lost his shit publicly as a joke. So he went on Carson, I believe, with a full beard, and he said he was becoming a rapper. And it was just so tiresome because we could all see through it. It was like publicity because he was about to be in this movie. But Carson.
2: Well, that, I'm like, Wait a second. when was I'm like, I when, when was time that? <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, six. Martin. He was having a really rough day, but he got it at the picket stage. It was said a beautiful Johnny Carson. Beard. Well, it makes sense because De Niro was obviously modeled at, uh, yeah. uh, uh, modeled after Carson. Those curtains were a hundred percent Carson. Good enough. So it makes sense. But that was still funny.
0: But yeah, so in this movie. He's also shirtless half the time, but this time he's fat, really fat. Like, he ate all of Dairy Queen in order to go on the movie (laughs) so he could show. Like, he did. He went to Dairy Queen. He's like, give me it all. He ate it all. So he's on there. he's, He's fat. He's gross. He's covered in scars. And same thing. It's just that he does, he does, like, small episodes of major rage really well. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, it was channeled after Old Boy. It's not a good movie because it's... It's very slow. It's very pretty, but it's very slow. So I don't really suggest it, but he has a hammer and he uses the hammer a lot on bad people. Hmm. It's just in the moments Hmm. that he isn't doing the hammering, there's a lot of him... Or
2: pulling his own tooth. Oh, that was gross. That was a really long scene. It was.
0: Yeah, that's the trouble with the movie. It's that they spent 10 minutes on him pulling his tooth. I was just like, fuck off, dudes. Anyway, I just wanted to point out, naked half the time, in this case, I mean, he was so skinny. So in... How long has it been? It's been two years. This would have been him losing like 100 pounds. And then as Joker, he's fucking weird looking. Like you kept talking about his second shoulder. I think in it real life, he's, he's one weird ass motherfucker.
2: Yeah. I've yeah, never also... liked his face. Yeah. Wasn't the first time he really appeared like on the big scene with um, Gladiator? Yeah, and that's he the was first time I... Shittiest Maximus. To... I. Hated You're pushing the wrong him. buttons here. Hated hated Lee Lee is not going to like this. It's take. a good movie, but I hate... Well, I, actually, it it was hard for me to watch that movie because the CG of the Coliseum was so like obviously CG, yeah. and it really screwed with me. But I just hate Joaquin Phoenix we, until I saw her. we shit on Lee's movie anymore? Yeah, I loved Aww. her, by the way.
1: I loved her, by the way. I was going to say, yeah, he was in hers on Netflix, and it was a great movie, and... You know, you feel, and I don't know, like, he always seems to play these people who are, like, a little bit, like, afflicted or twisted, and totally. I found out, because I, I found out he was in, he was raised by the Children of God cult, and and that's, like, that cult where they were, like, having sex with their children, and everybody was swinging, and they lived in these communes, and there was a lot oh. of, like, sexual abuse that happened
0: to the I children. Wonder, like, Because yeah. like, that would have been his brother, I, too, right?
1: Yeah, so I just kind of wonder what happened to him Did and his were, brother yeah. when they were in those homes because we know what happened to the Children of cult, God cult people. they I, d- I definitely they say some piddling. Same. And uh, so I always, I always feel like he always p- picks these people who are kind of like h- wounded and get hit in a He'd like And they always, he always expresses like a, a little sense of like... Maybe a little doodling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little doodling on, uh, backstage. But I also think he just expresses this like... This impact of this, like, he always plays these people who get hit with some yeah. sledgehammer, some way, in emotionally. And I just wonder, I just wonder about his his, his psychology. I'm not trying to get into psychobabble, but no, know, but he's I an, an, Mar- he's an
0: a, a Mar- yeah. American, an amazing actor. He really is for somebody who I've just hated him in so many things. And like, I really hated his whole publicity scene thing that he tried to do. But so there's a lot of like icky stuff. Then he, he transforms and rolls. I mean, nobody else could have done this like him.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that's why I get back to the, also the point that, like, even if this hadn't been the Joker, I mean, it was just such a good story. And, you know, like, the the the, the British guy, like, that wasn't, like, it was written in that way, right? Like, it was, and they write it in that way. And it's just like... they Are you they talking about their, the little person? Yeah, I'm talking about the midget. And, oh, okay. Uh, and uh, the way they, they just... They write it so that, like, every... It was just, like, the attention to detail in the story was there. And then they kind of, like, they get you thinking that he's going to be, like, related to Bruce Wayne. And that would have been an interesting little, like, you know, uh, addendum to the lore. Because they they came out and said, this is not based on the comics. It's a loose adaptation, right? Because they had a killer psychological story that they were going to adapt the Joker to. And We don't know, though, whether that's true or not. Yeah. At that, because well, no, no. D- dad no, had all the power. No, he no. We, we we didn't know at the time, but by the end of the movie, we know he's not related to him.
0: I don't think so. It oh, could yeah, all totally. still be a lie.
1: He was abandoned as a child and adopted by that crazy bitch of a mother. Of his who right, totally but, had it.
0: Coming. You know, crazy bitch of a mom who was obsessed with what's his face was totally still like. He had me sign a bunch of papers. Like all those papers he signed could have been these the fake adoption yeah. papers all that stuff i'm saying they left the door open
1: yeah i think if you if you think that it's possible but i don't think it was i think it was I'm pretty i'm saying that, that it's she, not
0: definitively
1: she's like she's psychotic she was mentally crazy she was a bad yeah. bad person and the the Waynes were like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're crazy." Get, they they wanted nothing to do with okay. that. I, yeah, but how
2: deal. do you go from a normal person working in a very nice household to a crazy person suddenly adopting a kid for no odd reason? We don't. And then,
1: we yeah. don't know if she was ever normal, right? I mean, but they have, hired
2: her. Like so... they, she had to be passing for fine. Like I don't know. It's hard for me with good bad when you're talking about mental health, but like she was passing for a normal like an average functioning human and then came to a pass where she was no longer functioning in a healthy way and set herself up for further abuse yeah. from different Wayne people. daddy definitely
0: had sex with her you know he did mm. he's a he's a gross freak
1: what is he? What is he? Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's going to just start <laughs> fucking his mates? Right. If Arnold would do it, then Bruce Wayne's dad would <laughs> do it. Thomas Wayne would do it? I, Thomas I Wayne think... would
2: totally do it. I Thomas think Wayne I... actually seemed kind of like an asshole. Yeah, he was a creep.
1: Well, that, they painted him that way, right? Like, that's the whole point. Like, we're really all rooting for the Joker and at the end of the day the joker is a fucking horrible person and now don't get me wrong he wasn't he was made that way he wasn't like it wasn't like he was born that way but like you kind of get the sense that there was like this meek humble like the child that survived that had that hope that endured through that but by the end once he starts killing he's got he's got it in his blood and there's and he's a killer now and on top of that he's delusional and he 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 has he he needs to be medicated he needs to be and it's not his fault i mean it really he survived life-changing abuse for years you know and then he didn't remember any of it right and he at the same time he's like he's he's still the he's still the sum of what he's done he's still a fucking murderer a cold-blooded killer. He kills that woman and her kid. He kills those three guys on the subway. He kills that dude that he used to work with. He's a, He kills the talk Wait, show what host.
2: Wait, woman and her kid? The, he
1: the, them. oh, I thought they were dead. No. He no. Just, he oh. just
0: had a delusion that she was with him. and
1: No, but oh, he you goes think, into their when, apartment. Yeah, he no, goes, but
0: he just, it just shows him walking out. I don't think he actually murdered them.
1: I think we
2: would have seen blood if he'd killed them.
0: Yeah, on his feet, tracking across the floor.
1: Yeah. Well, like we, do the see, we do yeah. see it at the Could, end when he's getting evaluated, but he's still a murderer. And, like, the reality is. is that you're, yeah, like, you're really sympathetic for this man because you you kind see that there's, like, he's not... We saw how he was created. Yeah, and, well, not only that, you see that there's a goodness to him. Like, he's trying to... He's trying his best, you know? He's given it his every his a hundred percent, but it just didn't work out, and it was just the cards were stacked against him. And then when everything does go his way, it's something he doesn't even care about. It's a political movement. It's it's it was hilarious. I I love that movie. It just I love that aspect that, like they just keep drawing you in to feel bad for this man, and at the same time he's a fucking monster, and you know you Wait, shouldn't, but here you are. I,
0: wanna, I wanted to throw out I think a reason, one of the reasons that I love this movie so much is it's intentionally funny and unintentionally funny often like it's really a funny movie like when he shoots the guys on the subway i was laughing like i was yeah. laughing i was joy that he was escaping but also it was ridiculous he's laying on his back and he, he shot the guy in his butt or whatever i was like oh fuck but then one of my favorite scenes is when uh, the cops talk to him outside the hospital and he's like what do you think about his laughing disorder and he went to turn around to go inside and he smacks the oh, window yeah, that was great <laughs> that was an amazing moment yeah, like there's so much there's so much humor in this. Um, uh, there was a, there was another um, awesome one. Well, the whole idea that he got hit by this sign by those kids right when it happens. i look, like, oh my god! It's it's a very funny movie. His laughter on the bus with the black lady, the look in her face, her eyes are rolling, and she's just so pissed, and he's sitting behind her, just like ah, after trying to put a little joy into that little boy. Yeah, it's a funny movie. His yes. stand-up, all of that was hilarious.
1: Oh, it was so... I felt so bad ridiculous. for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. I like when he was like, in the hospital and he's like, Peggy Speck or whatever his mom's name was. I always hated that name. And he just gets up and straight up smothers <laughs> her. <laughs> like, whoever wrote this? They, they definitely understand dark humor. You know, black comedy. Very yeah, funny. yeah. And the, the ending scene, as we just said, that yeah. is hilarious. Those white, perfectly white hallways, and his blood shoes going down. I mean, uh, you, you, yeah, you said he he killed her. It's like, yeah, he's the Joker. He's just gonna kill everybody. And then it's like almost hilarity, like an old cartoon of them running back and forth in slow motion at the end of the hall. It was like straight out of Tom and Jerry, uh, as the light the, gets whiter.
1: Yeah, and the joke itself was hilarious. He, she was like. It, cuz finally someone wants to listen to him in the beginning his social worker didn't give a fuck about what he had to say <laughs> but at the end she wants to hear what he has to say and he's like he's got a joke and it's the joke is, is that when he was laying there on the on the cop car after the car accident someone who had taken up the movement had you know taken their their class warfare against Thomas Wayne and his wife and Martha Wayne and like And the fact that Bruce Wayne was all alone, like his parents were dead and they did it wearing a clown mask. And he's just he's tickled pink by that, you know, and that that's the joke. And he's like, you wouldn't get it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's maniacal. But you just kind of snicker a little bit. You're like, that's sick, but it's funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, So this gets compared often to um, Robert De Niro in um, uh, what you call it, uh, Taxi Driver. Um, They're both based in kind of the same New York. It's about that same time. They're both goody New York. The the characters are very similar, but Hmm. it's so not the same thing at all. Like anyone who's ever watched Taxi Driver, the fact that they both exist in a, a similar New York City, that's about as far as we go. Give me a break.
2: Yeah, that's a weird comparison. Yeah.
0: I heard it a bunch of times and each time it makes me cringe. So I just wanted to throw out I call it I call bullshit on that.
2: I think that's the tricky thing for me is that I think all of I would take all of the the elements that you're talking about that way if A I was more familiar with the lore of the Joker and B if if I hadn't been around as many like as many mentally ill people as I have I think if, if it's, it, it just skirts the line so, it just skims the line between fantasy and reality. It's, it's such thin ice. It's such thin ice. And he does it. And you walk, I don't know. For me, I walked away not knowing how to feel. Because there was a part of me that just wanted to enjoy the camp and the theatricality and the ridiculousness of this scenario. But there was another part that it just felt too real and accurate to what little control we have of our minds and where they go. I mean, it, it and it was powerful because of that. But I think it can be easy to focus on one or the other. And I think that was most of what I heard about it was the criticism that it, that it touched on mental illness, but didn't go deep enough into the the reality of it or the, the layers. Cause I think, you know, comic book movies are based on that like binary of good and bad. This is a good person and this is a bad person. And You know, our real world is pretty nuanced. I felt like the way that he handled the fact that his girlfriend was a delusion was magnificent. I can't imagine that being handled better because it was hard for me when she was around him as much as she was and comforting him because I was like, what in the world is this woman who's a single mom getting back in this relationship? How do you even have a conversation with someone... It's operating this way mentally, I'll tell you. And that clown penis. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: yeah. know he paints it. You know
1: he paints it. She's like, I mean, all right, unzip.
0: But- Let me see the clown God penis. Damn
1: it, you got- <laughs> like, by the time it? by the time it gets to the point where she's like, I think he's a hero and stuff, I knew that that was a delusion because we had kind of gotten used to the fact that we couldn't really tell sometimes when he wasn't deluded or not and i felt like that this movie my comparison for this movie was not like a, a like an analog but just kind of like it reminded me of fight club where like you find out at the end that the guys just he's mentally ill and yeah. he's delusional yeah. and like you said like your mind is a filter and the first hour of this movie is really focused on this guy struggling with his illness and that's, and I mean he, and he's really reaching out to everyone and he's doing his best. That's where it's like, that's why I love the way they kind of like, they kind of weave that line that you're talking about because it, it does, it just, it it jerks you along the spectrum like a plane that's, you know, with a bad pilot, you're just one way and then you're the next. You just, you're, and you're just, you have to watch, and it, I guess for some people that's what makes it anxious. But for me, I just love that. I'm like, yes, give me more. And the fact that they're making a sequel makes me nervous because. Oh, me too. I don't oh, know. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, it made a billion dollars. They can't not make a sequel. They're, right. it's Hollywood.
0: It's pieces of shit. I mean, yeah. they
1: got bills. They got they got investors. They've they've got they've got uh, you know quarterly earnings to post. They're gonna make another one, and that's what scares me. Is I just wonder. What kind of adaptation
0: do you do? Do like a Riddler or do these other characters that could be interesting if you, you know, like the Riddler in particular would be really good. Get rid of the stupid Jim Carrey impersonation of him. You just have this dude who's fucking with people and giving them these riddles. Otherwise, horrible things are going to happen. And it's a really psychotic thing to do.
2: I think that was the most, I don't know, the way that you brought in Heath Ledger at the beginning of this conversation I didn't think about it, but now that I I think about kind of all of the different jokers that I know I I've known in my life in popular media, he did do a really good job of kind of living in this gray area in between all of them, mm-hmm. both defining his own character but also showing the potential trajectory towards all these later points in the in what we know of the Joker's life and lore. Yeah. I can't imagine well,
1: a sequel will be good. No, I can't either, because, you know, they, they're they going to have to churn it out. I, I mean, I, I kind of think that, for me, I want to see DC do more, like, just throw it against the wall weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get they want to make it dark, and I get they want to make a lot of money, but, like, take uh, do what they did here, just taking a really interesting, provocative... Uh, script and like adapt it just and just slap some you know the flash on it or something and call it a day. And I think that's where they're gonna make their hay because Marvel's got it made. I mean they've they're gonna they're good Marvel is the new Star Wars. It's they're gonna make yeah. a tr- gajillion dollars and kids are gonna love those those movies for forever and ever and ever. They've got for like the a Year's whole Eve, generation of them. We
0: we put back on Endgame just because. Of- for shits. And it Only was, the ending of Endgame. Right. Of course, the last 50 minutes or so. Yeah. Well, are you guys ready for your top six challenge? Oh.
2: Sure. I'm ready. All right. I didn't He's know we were
1: doing a challenge. Let's do it. I'll yeah, we
2: ready. are. What was that boom noise over there, Lee? That was almost like you were playing a drum. Was that in preparation?
1: Uh, yeah. um,
0: these This top six challenge is going to be about New York City.
2: Nice. Oh, shit. All right. I know so
0: nothing about, about New York City. It? Yeah. Oh, you'll—I I think you'll both be fine. Um, we'll see how we go here. How many times did the Beatles play at Shea Stadium?
1: Oh, thank God you we oh, went I first.
2: Know this twice. That
0: is correct.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: done. Uh, Leroy Brown. Yeah. What? What president was born in New York City?
1: Ooh. Like. I'm gonna say, uh, um, I'm gonna say. Well, Donald Trump was born in Manhattan, so I'm gonna say, or, or Queens, so I'm gonna say Donald oh, Trump.
0: Oh, no, you can't say him. This uh, this trivia thing obviously precedes him. Oh right. Oh, well, oh, you know what? Okay, as long the, as it's true. As long as it's true. Yeah, that you're right. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah he was. His dad was some corrupt. Uh, uh, builder in Queens. I can't believe I
0: almost took it away from you. No, because trivia <laughs> uh, was, the, was the other one.
1: Was the other was the other one FDR by chance?
0: No, it was uh, Teddy.
2: I was thinking oh. it was FDR too. It was T Dog, but I think he was he was raised upstate.
0: T Dog Rosenblum okay. All right, number three for right. Jenna. Oh. What New York City NYC Art Deco building has six levels of stainless steel arches topped by a lit lancet spire on its top?
2: Oh, the Chrysler Building. Uh,
1: that is correct. I was going to say the McDonald's Building because of the arches, oh. but you were right.
2: Oh, the McDonald's Building.
1: Yeah, that's a nice one. All right, They're golden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump loves the golden <laughs> He
0: loves them. Jesus. Um, Lee, what is the largest art museum in the Western Hemisphere that's located in NYC?
1: Boy, this is just killing Jana that this didn't come to her
0: um totally she's like looking knowingly like oh i know that i'm gonna
1: s- art museum i'm gonna say the Derek zoolander's building for people who can't read and view art good <laughs> no, no, It's a
2: really good guess. you are correct no i'll give it, you a that I'll give building you a is hit. in tons of movies Lee. come on
0: it's there's a quote in um in highlander it's uh it's where um Shithead works. She says that she works in acquisitions at. Does Shithead
2: uh, have a name?
0: Oh, what was her name?
1: Yeah, it's what's it's her cunt? Kind...
0: Brenda. No, Again, Brenda. Lee, no.
1: Brenda.
0: <laughs> Brenda was the worst. The term
2: Lee just used is the worst. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, I'm sorry, all, all right. the sensitive people. The answer was. Shove it, boo.
1: The Met. What was the answer? Yes. The, the
2: Met. Met. The Metropolitan Museum.
1: I was going to say the Met, but then I thought, that not that where they do opera? <laughs> so I was totally. like, no, don't don't say that. There is retard. a Metropolitan
2: Met. Opera, yeah. but it's a different Met. <laughs> okay.
1: All
0: right. So okay. that just broke the tie, uh, and that was Lee going second, so okay.
2: Wait, there should what tie?
0: You guys were tied until just now. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Well, I guess you no, win, we, we both we got tied. your first questions right. Right. Now Lee broke now it. Now so I'm winning. All right. Okay. Um, What street in Manhattan was called Swing Street because of all the jazz clubs that once filled it?
2: Wow. Mm, I think I know. I have no idea. But I'm going to just say Delancey Street?
1: No.
0: I was going to say Harlem. No. The street itself is called 52nd Street.
2: Oh. Uh Really? 52nd, huh?
1: Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is back to Lee. The J.P. Morgan Bank was bombed by terrorists in what year? 1971. Close. 1920. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's not close Damn. I mean, really, really not close. I said it like
1: I knew it. I was like, no, 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 I know.
0: All right. Jenna, this is number six. Oh. Uh, which Manhattan streets border Central Park on the north and
1: south? That would be number seven. Because I'm <laughs> evens, first of all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Park Avenue?
0: Nope. The answers well, are 59th and 110th oh. Streets. Because oh, it was which Manhattan shit. Streets border Central Park on the north and south?
2: I should know 59th. I've spent a great deal of time on that street. And all right. That means you guys are
0: tied. This next one's going to be whoever yells it out um, first. No, we'll just keep going. Um, so back to, you, back to... Wait, that was...
2: You didn't let that Lee was finish. Seven.
0: Thank you. That oh, was right? seven. seven. Not in seven. This is eight. Five.
2: Things have gone a little bit awry. Luckily, we don't get any prizes for That this. was five.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Lee, this world-famous hotel occupied the site of the Empire State Building until
1: 1931. Um, the Commodore.
0: No, sir. It was called the Waldorf Astoria.
2: Oh,
1: Interesting.
0: All right. Um, Jana, what was the neighborhood where the World Trade Center rose known as... Known, oh, I'm sorry. What was the neighborhood where the World Trade Center rose... Battery Park City. ...known as in the mid-1900s?
2: In the mid-1900s? Yeah. Yeah, Battery Park City.
0: No. It's what? Radio Row was the name given to this neighborhood, dominated by electronics and hardware stores and the occasional bar.
2: Interesting.
0: Okay, we're going to keep going. Leroy Brown. um, Let's go back to the top here. Um, What New York City area is home to Washington Square, the McDougal Sullivan Gardens Historic District, and New York University? Brooklyn? Greenwich Village. (laughs) Greenwich?
1: Greenwich? Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, Green witch. I thought I was doing something really smart and just choosing New York trivia because I was going to do trivia about mental health. And then I thought, nah, it's a little too far. But Okay. We'll just keep it moving. Um, This is back to you, Jana. Um,
2: Are we just continuing to go until one of us gets it right? You're tied right now. Are you no, sure? We're not.
1: Positive? No, she's yeah. up. She's up like three to one or something like that right now. You guys are
0: full of it. You both got the first question, and nobody's gotten one right since then.
2: I got the next one right. No, you didn't.
1: Yes, I did. You uh-huh. know when you're That's editing? Lee this, just said I did. When you're editing this, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be picturing you being like, ah, gotta. Cut you, you know what? No matter what, everybody's <laughs> tired anyway. So, Janet, congratulations.
2: You oh no, we could have done one more. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what was happening. You won. Good job.
1: Well, your episode no. is like your episode right now is like 53 minutes. And counting, yeah, it's so. perfect. It's perfect.
0: I never try to take you guys past an hour. So. We are perfect. It's yeah, true. Yeah, we're perfect. Well, cool, guys, this was awesome. I loved, uh, I loved Joker. It's a good movie. I, Todd Phillips is back in the limelight and all the good stuff. Thank you, Lee.
2: Back in the high life again. We've been My on a,
0: a bit of a hiatus, but we're back, baby. So expect to see... Yep. More and more cinema bushito.
1: You've been warned.